Hi, welcome to Forever Paranormal with Dr. Bill and Deb. The term paranormal refers to phenomena and experiences that are beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding and cannot be easily explained through traditional scientific principles. These phenomena often challenge conventional beliefs and are associated with the supernatural, metaphysical, or unexplained aspects of reality. As with any field of inquiry, it is essential to approach the paranormal with an open but critical mind, relying on empirical evidence and logical reasoning to draw conclusions. It's a topic that continues to intrigue and challenge both believers and skeptics alike, and if we can connect a paranormal element to it, we'll talk about it. You'll be surprised by what all can be connected to the paranormal. Please don't forget to follow, rate, and share the show, since it would not be possible without you, our listeners. And as a public service, we would like to let everyone know that you are truly never alone, even if you think you are. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is 988. Please just reach out. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's program. We're still in spooky season, yeah, and we all like spooky stories, so this week we are going to discuss some of the scariest urban legends from every state, and some not so scary, but they're still urban legends. This will extend over our typical time frame, so we are breaking this into two episodes. Well, hello there, Deb. Hi. So what's going on this week? Anything new? Well, summer is officially over, and so it's time to put away all the nice summer clothes, and it's kind of depressing. So I've spent a lot of time on my phone trying to find some interesting facts about Halloween since it's spooky season. And I found three. You want to hear them? Sure. Okay, so first one. During World War II, there was apparently sugar rationing, so trick-or-treating was put on pause. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, yeah, I kind of did. Okay. Number two. What do you think the top candy bought for Halloween is for, say, the last, you know, over average of the last 10 years or so. Reese Cups. Nope. Skittles. Skittles, yuck. Yeah, that's what I said. I was amazed. Uh, There's nothing like dark chocolate. And number three. Apparently on the East Coast and in the Midwest, I did not know this, but apparently it's called Mischief Night, the night before Halloween, where Kids can go out and prank people. Well, Did you know that? No, because it's Devil's Night. It, also known as Devil's oh, Night. It's Devil's Night. <clears throat> End of story. Devil's Night. They're just trying to nicen, us, nicen everything up and be politically correct. But it's Devil's Night. Yeah, I never heard of such a thing. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> it doesn't matter where in the world you live or how big or how small the town you're in is. We've all grown up listening to the urban legends from our area. These stories aren't just for Halloween. And whispered from hiker to hiker on the Appalachian Trail or other trails, nor are they just told around the campfire, holding a flashlight under your chin to give that spooky appearance. They are not all ghost stories, 
but scary stories. And it seems whomever is telling the story, it seems to happen to one of their relatives or a friend or a friend of a friend, or they know someone who's happened to their relative. Well, you know how this all goes. These they're the kind of stories that make you take a double take when you walk past that scary looking house in the neighborhood. They make you double check to make sure your door is locked when you go home alone or before going to bed. They're the stories that are passed from generation to generation. Let's go ahead and get them started in no particular order of states. And this is one I think everyone has heard at one time or another. Well, I hope they have. And it comes from the cowboy state of Wyoming. It is the Death Ship of the Platte River. Legend has it that a ship of death appears from a thick mist and sails upon the Platte River. Apparently, the ship and crew are covered with frost. The ship is said to be to foreshadow the death of someone on the same day the ship is seen. In fact, the person's corpse is apparently seen on the deck of that ship. In the Badger State of Wisconsin, we have the legend of the University of Wisconsin mass murder. So the legend goes, a famous psychic predicted on a talk show that there would be a mass murder at the university, resulting in 12 students dying. This was right around Halloween, and students freaked out. Hardly anyone came out to party. Well, some students didn't take the prediction seriously. The party went well, but in the morning, 12 students were discovered to have been brutally murdered. Yikes, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, down in the heart of Dixie, which is known as Alabama, we have Hell's Gate in Oxford. Just one of many Hell's Gates we're going to hear about. This is how an abandoned bridge on Old Boiling Springs Road earned its unusual and spooky name. Legend says if you stop on a bridge and turn around, the road behind you resembles the fiery gates of hell and is also haunted as many years ago a young couple lost their lives on this bridge. On a dark night, if you stop on a bridge and turn off all the lights, a member of the dead couple will get into your vehicle, leaving a wet spot on the seat. Supposedly, the water filters fast into the seat, leaving evidence of the presence of the couple that had lost control of their car and drowned in the water below many years ago. These days, the rusting bridge has been deemed unsafe, so it is blocked with cement barriers, making it impossible for cars to drive onto it. But you have to wonder if that is the real reason you can't go on to this spooky bridge. I feel like I heard that legend before. From a movie. I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's been in a movie somewhere. A lot of these have. Yeah. But anyway, in the pineapple state of Hawaii, you are never supposed to take any of the lava rocks as this is one of the more famous curses of the volcano goddess of Pele. It says that anyone who takes lava rocks or sand away from the Hawaiian islands will suffer bad luck until the items are returned. Whether this myth is the result of the goddess Pele or merely a disgruntled park worker is unknown, but each year, hundreds of visitors send packages full of rocks and sand back to the island to relieve their bad luck. Very similar to some other stories with taking things and dolls and such. And rocks Mm -hmm. from caves in Tennessee and things like that. Yeah, (laughs) okay. The Buckeye State of Ohio 
not only has the very haunted Ohio State Reformatory, which many of the ghost shows have been to, it also has Helltown, which is close to where I grew up. Helltown today was once known as Boston Mills, before the town was bought out by the U.S. government to make way for Cuyahoga Valley National Park. The once thriving town eventually turned into a ghost town. Today, some people claim that the government actually closed the town after some sort of chemical accident that caused the citizens to mutate. I know that sounds like a movie. Mm-hmm. And some people claim to have actually seen disfigured mutant, mutated people still hiding in the area. Legend has it that there also is a decaying church with an upside-down cross within the abandoned town that was once and possibly still used for satanic worship. So since you grew up near that town, did you ever see any mutation? I think I dated one once. <laughs> okay, moving on. It was not me, no, to no, be no. clear. Yeah, you're from another state. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Star Trek fans may know space as the final frontier, but the state of Alaska is known as the last frontier. There are many hotels which are said to be haunted in the state, but we are going to tell you about the Qualipolic. The Qualipolic is the Inuit version of a mermaid or siren that calls with a hum to children who are wandering too close to the seashore. She then takes them away in her baby pouch. The greenish woman-like creature will never return a child once taken into the depths. Huh. So we talked about Alaska, and we didn't even bring up Natinuk. No. Yeah, well, till now. Well, you did. <laughs> I got yeah. it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let's rock on over to the granite state of New Hampshire with the legend of Chakarua. The story goes that the proud Indian chief Chakarua befriended a white man and left his son in his care while he traveled. But when he returned, his son had died in a horrible accident. Chakarua, in his rage, killed the family of the white man who was not home, starting a deadly battle for revenge. The white man chased Chakarua to the top of a nearby mountain, which the Indian chief threw himself off of rather than give in. As he did, he uttered a powerful curse. It is said that the land, now known as Chakarua Lake Conservancy, will inflict suffering and death on anyone who tries to live there or drink from its waters. In the Pines Tree State of Maine lies the Seguin Island Lighthouse. As legend has it, in the 1800s, the caretaker of the Seguin Island Lighthouse and his wife were the only two people living on the tiny spot of land. They naturally grew increasingly bored and isolated. The caretaker bought a piano so his wife could play it to keep them both entertained. However, she only knew one song the insufferable repetition of the same tune over and over along with the severe isolation drove the husband mad. He took an axe, chopped the piano and his wife into bits and then killed himself. Or so the story goes. It is said you can still hear the piano playing. Well, I guess he really had that song stuck in his head, didn't he? (laughs) He did. Okay, so let's move on to South Dakota as it is the coyote state, but it seems there is more than coyotes howling there. Originally, a hunting grounds for the Dakota Sioux Native Americans, Sika, 
Hollow literally has evil in its name. The name Sika was assigned to the area by the first Native Americans to visit the location, and Sika means bad or evil. It is thought that a Bigfoot-type man inhabits the woods, corroborated by the fact in the 1970s some people did go missing from the area. It actually exists as a reserved area today because historically people have been too afraid to live in that area. The Beehive State of Utah may be known as the home of Skinwalker Ranch, but one of the most famous urban legends is the tale of the Hobble Creek Canyon Witch. Legend has it that a witch once lived in a cabin near Hobble Creek Canyon and would lure unsuspecting travelers into her home, and once they entered, they were never to be seen again, of course. Some even claim to have heard screams coming from the cabin at night. Whether or not this story is true, it's enough to give anyone goosebumps. I bet you there were some screams coming from the cabin. Okay, then. The evergreen state of Washington may be famous for a certain type of cryptid, which I'm probably not supposed to say because of Deb. You know, it's like you say <laughs> Bigfoot. But it also has Maltby's 13 Steps to Hell. In Maltby Cemetery in Maltby, you'll find a set of 13 steps leading down into an underground crypt. Urban legend has it that anyone who makes the regrettable decision to climb down those steps will be met with a vision of hell, so terrifying it will drive them to become insane. The Hoosier State of Indiana also has an urban legend about a creepy cemetery. There is a cemetery in the town of Brazil which has 100 steps leading up a hill to a field of stones. Legend has it that at midnight, if you climb up the old steps, counting them as you go, when you reach the top and you face the field of stones, an apparition of the first undertaker will appear. Without saying a single word, the ghost will show you a vision of your death and then vanish, leaving you alone. You are then... As legend has it, you are then supposed to go back the way you came, counting the stone steps again. But, and this is a big but, if you get a different number than what you got going up, you will die as the vision played for you. If you counted the same number, then you're safe. It was just a false prophecy. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, but it doesn't say when you're going to die. It just says by the vision. Yeah, Which how? could be 30 years from now. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure, sure. Okay, Deb, your home state of Maryland is known as the Free State. I don't know why, because they tax the crap out of you there. <laughs> but it is also home to Greenbrier Swamp and the legend of Big Liz. During the Civil War, Big Liz was a slave who became a spy for the Union troops. But her snooping ways was found out by her master, who decided to exact revenge as his loyalties lied below the state line. Urban legend says he took Big Liz to Greenbrier Swamp so she could help him bury some treasure from the coming invasion. Big Liz dug the hole and was subsequently decapitated by her evil master who threw her body into the grave. She had just unwittingly dug for herself. It is said that if you travel to that spot during the dead of night, you will see her spirit there attempting to lure you into the murky swamp. I guess she's lonely. The Magnolia State of Mississippi has a legend about the Witch of Yazoo. 
The legend claims that an old woman who lived on the Yazoo River would torture local fishermen. After hearing the reports, the sheriff tried to confront her, at which point he gave chase. By the time the sheriff caught up to the old lady, she was sinking in quicksand. Angered by this turn of events, she vowed to get revenge, exclaiming, In twenty years I will return and burn this town to the ground. Of course, nobody paid much mind to the threat. That is, until twenty years later, when a huge fire broke out and destroyed over three hundred of the town's buildings. The day after the fire, several residents visited the witch's grave in Glenwood Cemetery, at which point they found the large chain around her grave had been broken into. As far as the legend goes, we know for a fact that the fire really did happen. Ooh, creepy. Mm -hmm. Florida is not only the sunshine state and the home of the skunk ape, but it is also the home of the Casa Daga spiritualist camp. Legend has it that there is a chair in the cemetery in the spiritualist town of Casa Daga where the devil will visit you if you sit in it late at night. Apparently, like many hard-working entities, he enjoys a good cold beer. It is said that if you leave a beer on the seat overnight, when you return in the morning, it will be empty, possibly without ever being opened. But I wonder if he wants to sit and do shots with you. <laughs> Iowa, or the Hawkeye State, also has a devil's chair. But this legend is about a young woman named Lucinda who jumped off Stone Hollow Cliff in Burlington after suffering a heartbreak when her supposed fiancé failed to meet her there as promised. Legend says that if you climb to the top of the cliff at night and say her name three times, she will appear. Be careful of what you wish for, though, because if she drops a rose at your feet, you will die the next day. Ooh, it's kind of like looking in the mirror going, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it a third time. No. The nutmeg state, known as Connecticut, has many cities, but none as creepy as Dudley Town. Formerly called Alsbury, the town is named for the Dudley family, who all met a gruesome end. The misfortunes that have occurred in Dudley Town starting in the 1700s are so terrible and numerous that its nickname is Village of the Damned. The now completely deserted town is said to have been home to many suicides, disappearances, and even demonic activity that have given rise to several urban legends. It is believed that the founders of the village, and by extension, the village itself, are forever cursed. I believe that was a movie. It was. That was a movie um, starring Christopher Reeves and Kirstie Alley, but it wasn't about this town. The movie was about some alien kids in California, uh. and it was based on a book that actually took place in England. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes, and in one of them sits Gray Cloud Island. The story of Gray Cloud Island is a well-known Minnesota urban legend. In this little community just south of the metro, many claim to have been followed by a mysterious white pickup truck that later disappears. Also sounds like a movie. Another common sighting is of a man wearing a flannel shirt holding a hunting rifle. 
He appears at random and seems to be translucent. Yeah, a lot of these sound like movies because, you know, we've seen a lot of urban legend movies. And we actually just watched the movie Urban Legend the other day. (laughs) Yeah. The Lone Star State of Texas and the town of El Paso has a story known to just about every Latin culture. That of La Llorona. And the name Llorona translates to the crier which describes the behavior of this angry spirit. Legend has it she is part banshee, part horse, and fully creepy, as she haunts the riverbanks of the Rio Grande, searching in vain for her two children that she stabbed and threw into the river after her wealthy boyfriend told her he didn't want to marry her because of her children. After killing them, she went back to her lover's home, still wearing her bloody nightgown, to show him what she was willing to do to be with him. Well, he was not impressed, but heavily disturbed, and immediately ended their relationship. She drowned herself in the river, and her spirit came back to look for her children soon after her death. People then began to hear a wailing sound coming from the river, and some have even reported seeing a figure wearing a bloody nightgown, except the head is not that of a human, but of a horse, as that was the punishment for her unforgivable sins. The Old Dominion state of Virginia has many hauntings and tales, but my favorite one is the gorilla train. In 1952, a Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's Circus train derailed in Evington, just outside of Lynchburg. Thirty-five gorillas escaped, and although they were hunted, none were ever recovered. Supposedly, they lived in the woods in and around Campbell County for the next 30 years or so, where they monkeyed around with the locals, harassing family pets, stealing from gardens, and peeking in windows. The last report of gorilla-related antics was in 1981. Sounds a little squatchy to me. Really? Oh, that brings up the squatchiness. I mean, consider all the paranormal sightings that might have been seen. They could be these gorillas, not whatever. That's right, especially yeah. around Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The Grand Canyon state of Arizona doesn't just have the Sedona area full of UFO sightings. It also has Slaughterhouse Canyon, also known as Luana's Canyon. The urban legend of Slaughterhouse Canyon tells the gruesome tale of a 19th century gold miner who failed to come home to his family one night. Without his earnings, the mother and her children couldn't buy any food and slowly began to starve. When she couldn't stand it any longer, the wife chopped her kids into pieces, tossed them into the nearby river, and died of despair. Her cries can still be heard echoing through the canyon. In the Beaver State of Oregon, you have the town of Lafayette, which is said to have had a curse on it since the 1800s. That's when a woman who was accused of witchcraft was hanged for her supposed crimes. Before she died, she placed a curse on the town that it would burn down three times. Since then, it has burnt down twice. Her ghost is said to roam the cemetery where she was killed to this day. Well, I guess this proves she was guilty of witchcraft. I guess it does. I guess they got one more burning coming, Mm -hmm. don't they? 
The Empire State of New York has a vast amount of creepiness in it. It is New York. <laughs> but here is another urban legend that turned out to be true. Staten Island's Cropsey, which has been a local legend for decades, gaining national attention when the documentary of the same name was released. The story goes that Cropsey had a hook for hand and was a patient at the Willowbrook State School. He would come out late at night to hunt and chase local kids with his hook hand. In truth, a series of child murders did take place in that area of Staten Island in the 1970s and 1980s. And it was actually by a caretaker of the school who was homeless living on the property. And just nuts. Nebraska is not only the Cornhusker State, it is also the home of the Hatchet House. The urban legend of the Hatchet House of Portal reminds us of those scary ghost stories we used to tell each other when camping out. As the legend goes, a schoolteacher from long ago went insane and decapitated all her students in the one-room schoolhouse. Afterwards, she placed their heads on their respective desks and took their hearts to a nearby bridge, throwing the organs into the water. People say you can still hear the heart's beating if you cross it, hence the name Heartbeat Bridge. We dare you to try it. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> We're going to end this episode in the mountain state of West Virginia that not only has the Mothman, which is a tale of its own, but it also has the legend of the Flatwoods Monster. The Flatwoods Monster was first spotted on September 12th 1952, when a group of boys playing football in a field near the town saw a bright object streak across the sky and crash land on a nearby hill. They gathered a group of adults and went to investigate, and when they reached the top of the hill, they claimed to have seen the creature hovering in the air. Was it an extraterrestrial? Was it a cryptid? The creature was described as a tall, humanoid figure with a large spade-shaped head, glowing red eyes, and a dark metallic body. It is said to have clawed hands and a distinct hissing sound. Yeah, I've heard that legend a time or two. Well, Deb, do you have a favorite urban legend from either now or your childhood? No, I can't say that I ever really paid any attention to them, but they all kind of sound like a movie or something worth investigating if anybody Yeah, they, they wants do. To. And, and I have one from my childhood, but I'm not going to tell it till the next time. Okay. So, yeah, I think they do sound like movies and worth investigating. Yeah, I wonder if any of these are of particular interest to anybody. Maybe they could shoot us an email or something and we'll research it some more and maybe do a whole episode on one. That's right. And if you have an urban legend we didn't discuss and you would like to tell us about it, we can look into that as well. And until then, you know, just stay scary and stay spooky until we return next week to cover the urban legends of the remaining states. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And remember to like and share the show. We would also appreciate a five-star rating wherever possible to help new listeners find the show. 
We welcome all questions or comments you may have about this or any other episode, and our contact information can be found in the show notes of this episode. You can also follow us at foreverparanormal.com. And if you'd like to support us, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash foreverparanormal. The links to these are also in the show notes of this episode.